Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. I'm so honored that you're listening in, and I am so excited about today's guest. My goodness, she is just one of the brightest lights that I've ever met. Her name is Danielle Carter, and we... We're going to talk about secrets to easy weight loss, and I'm excited to be talking about that with Miss Danielle. So Danielle, in case some of you guys don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but in case you don't, she's an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. She also facilitates the Right Body for You classes, which there's a book also that goes with that. Um, We're going to be discussing today how Danielle went from a size 16 to 6 in 4 months. And her webpage is... Pretty easy, www.donnell.com, and that's D-O-N-N-I-E-L-L-E. You'll also find her on the accessconsciousness.com, and if you search facilitator, she's in there. And you can't imagine where she's going around the world in these next few months, so check it out because she might be in your back door. I mean, it's just phenomenal, all of the places. We were just talking before the show started, and she says she's pretty much leaving now until December, so... <laughs> Check her stuff yeah. out. See if you can find her. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you for having me, Glenise. It's so much fun to be here. And thank you for that such a sweet introduction. Oh my gosh, you're one of my. I just love you. So you're just <laughs> you're just so sweet. Thank oh, you. You are so so welcome. So Danielle, tell us tell us how. Not necessarily you have to go through all the tools just yet, but tell us what it was like for you before you changed your body and, and how, it, how it is now for you. You know, it was, it was really interesting, Glenise, because I was in media, actually. It was funny. I, I did. I helped my mom with her radio talk show um, from the age 12 till, well, this past December. And uh, so I was always avoiding a microphone. I was always, and I was promotion manager for a TV station. So I was like, I was avoiding TV. I was avoiding standing in front of people um, because I didn't want to be seen. And uh, oddly enough, one of the greatest ways for me I found to hide was in my body. Cause I had, I, I, I got, I got um, pretty heavy. Um, at my heaviest, I was a size 18 with my loose fitting jeans, you know, us women and one man always like to have those pair of jeans, but they're just loose and comfy. Yeah. You know, we don't judge ourselves too much as long as we don't look at the size. Right. Yeah. Um, but my, my loose jeans were a size 20 and I say this and I'm five, two. And so basically a size 20 at five, two was, I was, I was quite heavy, but interestingly enough, I found that was the best way to hide from the world was to be heavy. And I completely ignored my body. I wore uh, jeans and a t-shirt, and which was funny because when I was a kid, um, I was, I loved dresses. 
even if I was outside playing in the mud or the snow or whatever, I liked being in dresses. You know, it didn't matter. And so when I was in TV and somebody described me as a tomboy, and not in a negative way, they're like, oh, yeah, you're such a tomboy. I went, whoa, when did that happen? You know, I'd always thought of myself as this girly girl. Um, but I was I was completely hiding my body and ignoring my body. And that's what my life was like before. It's like if I could have just ditched my body, I would have been completely happy with that. You know, I saw some sci-fi thing once about being a brain in a jar, and I thought that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> it was really interesting. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That would be kind of fun. I'm like, eh. You know, then I didn't realize what I was doing or creating, but I'm like, now I look back and go, wow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So what um, did it take, Danielle, for, for you to have that shift, for you to, for you to choose to change it? What, what did that take? For me, it took a complete and utter Oh, what's the right word? I mean, somewhere I made the demand for it to change, but really for me, I had to get to the point where I was so almost disgusted with myself and not disgusted like, oh, I hate my body, I'm disgusting, but like, I know I can be more. I know I can be more and I'm not doing anything. And I, and I described myself at the time of being in limbo because I had, I had quit my TV job to help my mom take care of her parents during the last few years of their life. And uh, after they had passed, I'm like, do I go back to TV? I'm like, no, I don't want to go back to TV. And so I was kind of like, well, what do you want to do? You know, I was at, and I, I, like I said, I described myself as being in this limbo. I'm like, okay, what's next? And that's when I got kind of pissed at myself because I'm like, all right, you can do more and you're not doing anything. What what are you going to do? And then, uh, so I got mad at myself, but now, you know, using the access tools, I realize now that that mad at myself was actually a potency coming up. You know, that was that demand out to the universe of like, okay, enough. And so, you know, it's like I'd invite people every time you get mad at yourself, are you getting mad or is it a potency coming up? You know, is it is it that demand for it to change? And then we judge ourselves. I'm just so mad at myself. Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just making the demand up to the universe, you know. Um, so, I, like I mentioned before, my mom was doing a radio show, a health talk radio show, and um, this gentleman named Dr. Dane here happened to be on one afternoon, <laughs> you know, right? I think we probably, I'm sure you've mentioned his name on I, the show. I, I think he's, yeah, he's been around. <laughs> yeah, right? And... Um, so it's it's a long story, and it's all in the book how he even got on the show, which is pretty dang funny. And so he and he was just talking about access and the tools, and uh, for the first time in my life, because you can imagine, Glennie, with my mom having a radio show for twenty five plus twenty seven years, you know, I saw all the modalities come through, and my mom was always like trying to like, oh, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one. And I was the most stubborn, ornery, resistant person you could have ever imagined. You know, here I am helping her with a radio show, but then I thought there was my arms crossed going, uh-huh, 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 whatever, whatever. <laughs> and so access came through, and, you know, listening to Dane talk for that first 
hour. I can't even tell you what on the show made me go, I need to learn this. And I think actually my body took over because there was a couple of people in the studio and I remember saying, hey, um, I can't take your class this Saturday, but if you're teaching it again, I would like to teach it or I would like to take it. And I was, I literally went, who said that? Because that's not me. So I think my body went, um, move it out of the way, Bing, because, you know what, we're going to this class. And it was just, you know, it was a bars class. It wasn't anything about weight. It wasn't anything about body. It was just about more. It's like, do you know more is possible? Here's some tools for you to use. And so I went and uh, I took the bars class. And then two weeks later from the day of the radio show, Dr. Dane here was in St. George, Utah, facilitating a foundation in one class, but she doesn't even facilitate anymore. I'm telling <laughs> no. you, it's this whole miraculous story that he he got there. It's like, you know, if I was going to generate getting through my ornery thick skull, Dane was the man, <laughs> the man to do it for me. Um, so, yeah, so he came and facilitated the foundation in one access core class at foundation at level one, and... I took the tools just from Bars Foundation Level 1, and four months later, I had transformed my body, which is interesting because I didn't go into it for that. I didn't go in and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get slimmer. I'm going to look better. No, I just went in going, I know I can be more, and I need the tools to do it. Wow. And so that, that was really interesting. Is It was a side effect of me letting go of my crap of me getting more conscious of me willing to choose more of me. So, yeah, losing weight was a side effect of consciousness, I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> wow, true story, hey? Like yeah, that, that, very. That is phenomenal. And I just, I have to go back. I'm not sure that that um, you recognize, I guess, and, and it may be just me, but I, I certainly perceive it from some of the listeners, too. When you talked about, getting mad and actually asking, like getting mad at yourself, actually starting to ask if that's a potency. Cause yeah. that is freaking brilliant, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I'm not sure you recognized your brilliance, so I need to point it out. And I also would just invite the listeners to really look at that because we are used to judging ourselves, And so mm-hmm. now there are all of these other energies around, especially if you are doing any sort of access, whether you're just listening to these, you know, these radio shows or whether you're actually getting your bars or whether you're, you know, well into two, three, whatever, doesn't matter what level yeah. you're at. Um, there are these potencies. And if you can get into that space of recognizing the potency instead of judging yourself, I mean, I just, I got to tell you, Danielle, you saying that just blew so much gunk out of my reality. Cause <laughs> yeah, wow. That's, feel that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And looking back, and it was really interesting, Glenise, because, yeah, I look back and I remember what this reality calls mad, you know, because I would sit there and I would just get so mad. It's like, oh, I know I'm worth more. I know I can do more. I'm, I'm doing nothing. What, what's wrong with me? Which is not actually a good question I would suggest <laughs> using. What's wrong with me? Maybe what's right about me. Um, but, yeah, I just get like, ugh. And now using access tools, I'm like, wait a minute, that ugh, that what this reality would say is disgust and anger was totally my demand, totally my demand of the universe going, you know what? Okay, fine. This is changing. But how many of us dampen that down? It's like, okay, I can't be mad. I can't, I can't 
I can't, this is not the place to generate from, this is not the place to create from, or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, okay, that's bad. I'm being bad when I'm being mad like that. Mm. Well, take a look at it. Are you being mad or are you making a demand? Wow. Yeah. So, you know, in all, in all the places where you've made a demand and people called it anger, so you rejected it, stampened it down, and judged yourself, because that's always fun. <laughs> do you do processing on this show? Absolutely. Cool. So would you destroy it and create that, please? In any light, my passwords of future dimensionality? Yes. Thank you. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine, boys, and beyond. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Because you don't even have to be in access for that to work. It's like, you know, you could have never heard of access consciousness or anything like that, but it's like, look at it. Are you mad? Or are you making a demand? Yeah, and a demand is of yourself, right? Sometimes people make a demand of the universe, but that's not, that's really not where the demand is for, right? Yeah, no, I was making a demand of me. I was yeah. going, you know what? Enough. Enough stopping pretending to be pathetic. Because I was really good at that. I'm sure a few of your listeners are really good at playing at pathetic, too. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that. Oh, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe once. Just once, though, Daniel. you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so oh. the demand was to me, and the demand was just enough, enough of not being me, enough of being that pathetic creature. And again, let me stress, I wasn't saying I was playing pathetic because I was heavy, or I didn't have what people would consider the ideal life. I was, the thing I was demanding of myself was to me, for me to be me again, and that was it. Whatever that looked like. And I could have not changed my body one iota. And I would have still been more of me. Because what if it's not about the body size or shape at all? Because, you know, I'm here to tell you it's not. <laughs> it's, it's really not. Um, I was at a class this weekend. And there was this woman who, she, she was quite heavy. But she had more grace and more ease with her body than this other woman who was actually quite thin. And, like, the woman who was quite thin, her body was just screaming at me. And what I mean by that for me, it shows up as, like, I keep looking at her like, whoa, what's going on there? What's going on there, you know? And the woman that was heavier, her body was just like, yeah, we're just kind of hanging out, having a good time. Well, you know, there was... There wasn't the weird twisting in her universe. So, again, I ask, what if it's not about the size and the shape? Mm. What if it's about the communion and the connection with it? Right. <laughs> and people are like, okay, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was one of those, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know. It's that it's that point of view that if you're conscious, my point of view, my point of view that if I was choosing consciousness, my body would be different. And right. And I, sorry, I was, I was agreeing. Yeah, like I I know what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, it, it, and, and, and I also know that you're right, that everybody's body is different and however it likes to be, it's just, it is just about the communion with it as opposed to the, if, you know, all size sixes are conscious and all size 16s are unconscious. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. Right. And so trust me with any of your listeners or any of the thousands of people I know you facilitated say you weren't conscious. No. No, not at all. Yeah, we go through these self-judgments. And as I as I have the fun of traveling the world, facilitating people, the most outside of or, no food, no food, skin cream, clothing, anything you could do to your body is more harm. The only thing, blah, 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 blah. Wow. I love when I can't talk because people are like, I don't want to listen. Okay, so please listen to this. <laughs> the most detrimental thing to your body is judgment. I have seen people put things into their bodies, whether food, liquid, pills, whatever it is. Judgment is the most damage to people's bodies than anything else. And and what's fun is what I've been playing with lately in my classes is it's like, okay, so we've been taught in this reality that it's food is one of the major contributing factors to weight, losing it or gaining it or maintaining it, right? Yeah. So what if it's because before we eat, we actually have judgment of the food and we're actually changing the molecules of the food through our judgments before we even ingest it. And then we ingest that and it plays with our bodies and then we have judgment of our bodies and blah, blah, blah. So I've been working with people and asking them to uh, pod talk all judgments of the food they're eating before they actually eat it. Like, you know, oh, well, if I eat this ice cream bar, I'm going to gain weight. Well, yeah, you are. But what if you didn't have that judgment? What if you could ask your body, body truth, do you want this ice cream bar? And if it says yes, cool. Why should we judge that then? Wow. Now, I, we, we have to go to a break here, Danielle, but I want to talk okay. more, more about that. And as you're talking, my body's like, told you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's go to a break and we will come back to this exact conversation because, oh my goodness, we've got more to say. All right. Thank you. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed are you curious about entities have you always wondered if you have a special gift with entities join me glenice hughes in this phenomenal two-day class gifts talents and capacities with entities. It will assist you in expanding and exponentializing your awareness and mastering your communication with entities. 
I will be taking this class around the world. I will be in Winnipeg, July 2013, Lloydminster, September 2013, Ireland, April 2014. And if you would like to host me in your city, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. For more information, go online at www.glenyce.net. Would you like to change the impossible in your life to possible? Book a one-to-one infinite possibility session with myself, Glenice Hughes, and I will invite you to access all your magic and possibilities beyond what you could have ever imagined possible. Is now the time to create a life beyond anything you've ever imagined? This session is available over the phone, in person, and using Skype. For more information on this session or any of the others that I offer, please go online to www.glenyce.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. All right, so welcome back, everybody. Daniel, let's just carry on with that. Tell me about. First off, I guess let's let's explain to the listeners in case they're not familiar with if you know, how do you have communion with your body? You know, you're kind of ask you you said before break, you know, ask your body if it wants the the ice cream bar. What what does right. that really mean? Well, on um you know, you asked me earlier at the beginning how did I lose weight? How did I change my body? And you know, and my body's constantly shifting and changing as well. Um you know, I think that's one thing that we make the mistake of is like, oh, I got to this point, I must maintain and nothing will ever change. And your body's like, um, excuse me, I change every day. What are you talking about? Um, and so it's a constantly evolving thing. And so for me, probably besides not longer judging my body, one of the greatest things that contribute to me changing my body and my life, because there's such a symbiotic relationship between your, uh, between your life and your body, um, was the communion with it. And the first thing I did when I had to build communion with my body was to first recognize I had a body. Because you know how I said earlier about I always thought that uh, the brain in a jar was a good idea? <laughs> yes. Um, I... I literally, I sat there in the office one day. I had been listen, re-listening to my Foundation in One classes. And so I sat there in the office one day and I went, okay. And I put my hands on my thighs and I went, hi, body. And I actually acknowledged its existence. And I felt like an idiot. And so <laughs> I, I used the clearing t- statement and pod talked that. And then I said it again. I'm like, okay, hello, body. 
And then what was interesting is I felt this little um, lightening of my body, kind of like a tingling sensation. And that was really interesting because that was the first um, communion with and, and communication with my body that I really recognized in years. And why I say recognize that is because what if our bodies are always trying to communicate to us anyway and we're just not acknowledging that? And what I mean by communication is, you know, some people can have conversations, some people get images, some people get sensations, you know, however it shows up for you. Um, but, you know, are our bodies, do our bodies have a consciousness of their own? Yeah. And, yeah, and the way I look at that, it's like, well, if buildings can have a consciousness, if animals can have a consciousness, if plants can have a consciousness, why wouldn't our bodies have a consciousness that are actually made from these same elements, right? And um, so our bodies, our bodies tend to be, we call them an uh, aware machine. <laughs> they're very, they become very aware of things around us. And they're constantly trying to communicate this with us, to share this with us. But pain is really the last vestige of communication with our body that we will allow. Because if you think about it, I'm not just talking about, oh, yeah, stub my toe, pain, but also um, hunger is a pain that we think must be alleviated. And so for me, communication with the body one of my targets with the Right Body for You classes, which is the class I get to travel the world facilitating, um, is and one of the targets is, is to help you rebuild this communication with your body. And for me, so the target is to get you to have such a communication with your body that the merest shift and change you would recognize. Because it's like right now the body becomes aware of something and it tries to tell you and you don't hear it, you don't listen. And it's like, okay, let me turn that up a little bit. Hello, are you listening to me? I'm trying to tell you this. And then still nothing. It's like, okay, let me turn it up. Nothing. Like, okay, let me get the two by four and whack you upside the head. Maybe you'll hear me that way. And, you know, and that's when we get into the pain and the suffering and the disease. So it's like one of my targets is to get it to the point of communication with your body where you don't have to have the pain, suffering, disease, or weight, or anything like that, for your body to get your attention. Uh, and, yeah, and so that's what I mean by communication with your body, is communication with your body, asking it what it wants to eat, what it wants to look like, what it wants to wear. Um, and I know I'm jumping up all over the all over the place trying to give information out. Um, but, uh, yeah, and even it gives you awareness of what people around you are going through as well. You know, have you ever walked into a room and all of a sudden you're really pissed off and you don't know why? (laughs) (laughs) You might be picking it up from somebody else, you know? Or, you know, you're walking down an alley and all of a sudden you're like, I'm in danger. You know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, you get get, uh, chills or whatever. You're getting those awarenesses through your body. So it's like, if we're ignoring our bodies because we're disgusted with it or we're judging it, because how much judgment, how much awareness is cut off when you're judging a little, a lot, or, you know, megatons. <laughs> megatons. Yeah. 
And so it's like, how much of our life are we actually cutting off too by cutting off um, communication with our body? Because my life has changed so much just by communicating with my body in ways that are just, I would have never thought possible six years ago. (laughs) So what are some of the tools that you used way back when? Um, I know communicating with your body, but what, what, what else with, you know, obviously with the food that you ate, but what else did you either communicate or what other tools did you use? Um, honestly, the no judging and the tools was the, the no judging was a big one, a big one. And let me, let me talk a little bit more about that. The no judging, because, uh, we've been taught in this reality, find something wrong to fix. And so, you know, if it ain't wrong, don't, if it, whatever, if it ain't wrong, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or, you know, if it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it or whatever. I can't, like, I'm so, I, I've pod talked this so much, I don't even know the phrase anymore. How does it get better than that? That's um, awesome. <laughs> I don't know, like, how do I that phrase? Um, so, yeah, so with the, with the judgment of my body, I was so busy Judging my body, I wasn't even looking at the possibilities I had with my body. So really, first, the first tool was stopping the judgment of my body instead of going, oh, my gosh, buddy, you're so horrible. I, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I'm so whatever. I just literally went, okay, thank you, body. So that's the first tool, going from judgment into gratitude, okay? This is actually something, you know, that people can use immediately. Every time you want to judge your body, or you start judging your body, stop and go into the gratitude for it. Because judgment and gratitude cannot coexist. Okay? So every time you go, oh, my gosh, you can do something like, oh, my gosh, my stomach's so fat. I have such a belly on me. Go, okay, hello, judgment. It's like, okay, stop and go, thank you, body, for my ability to feel laughter. Thank you, body, for my ability to feel a hug. Thank you, body, for not kicking my ungrateful butt out, still being with me today, you know? <laughs> yes. And so with that, that's one of the first tools, really. Every time you go into judgment, stop and go into gratitude. And if you know the clearing statement, you can simply go pod pock all that, destroy it and create it, and, you know, use a clearing statement. Um, and then find something to be grateful about your body, even if it's the fact that it's still here, that you're still breathing that you can have any movement or, you know, the, the ability to feel the laughter is one of my favorite gratitudes. Anytime I want to judge um, my body or my belly or anything, I go, well, wait a minute. I feel the laughter through my belly. You know, when you get a good belly laugh going and, you know, it feels good. Um, so that was one of the first tools. And then rebuilding that communication with the body. And then in the, in communication, you ask your body what it wants to eat, not what you want to eat or what this reality has taught you that we should eat. Because trust me, my mom was a nutritionist. I grew up with, you name it, I had the naturopaths, the herbalists, the homeopaths, the, you, you name the it. Path. <laughs> any path, any path, I knew it. You know, they were dear friends of mine. 
And so I like to say, I through my mom, I knew all of the answers of how to change my body, but I didn't have the questions to change my body. Oh. And so instead of telling my body, well, you know, it's only, you can only lose two pounds a week safely, and then it's only, it's only real that way, and you have to cut the calories, and you have to um, eat so many antioxidants, and you should be taking this supplement and this herb. And trust me, I had so many protocols. It's dizzying how many protocols I had. But I never actually asked my body what it wanted to look like or what it wanted to eat or what it wanted to take. And so that was the other tools in the communication with the body. Ask your body what it requires, not what you require. Because do you eat and take these things or does your body eat and take these things? Yeah, it's our bodies. <laughs> yeah, our bodies eat. Our bodies take these supplements. Our bodies wear the clothes. <laughs> so what is it, Danya, when, when you know, and I, you kind of touched on it briefly, but um, what is it when when you when I have a different opinion about what I want to eat and not from, you know, society says I should have salads or whatever, but if it's something different that I, I have a point of view about maybe in terms of junk food, my body's saying, no, thank you, but I still want it. What is, what is that? Well, see, and that's, that's where some of this fun little sabotage comes in. Okay. And what I mean by that is, I'm not sabotage, sorry. That's other people's use of the word. That's where all the other judgment comes in, okay? And so every time I'm at what I would call odds with my body, it's like, oh, well, I think it would be really fun to eat this whole tub of popcorn. (laughs) And my body's like, okay, let's have a little bit. And, you know, after two or three handfuls, my body's like, "Um, I'm done. And I'm like, no. I want to eat this whole tub of popcorn. And then I go into the judgments of, well, I deserve it. I've had a long day. Judgment. Or, you know, even for me, like the popcorn one is it's like, oh, well, I remember the, the fun movies with my mom and we had popcorn for dinner and that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so what am I really trying to create in my life with this tub of popcorn? The fact that I'm eating popcorn or a reconnection with my mom. And for me, you know, who my mom just uh, passed away in December, it's like, oh, I was trying to build a reconnection with my mom. And my body's like, hello, I know, I don't require the popcorn for that. (laughs) You know? And so when I'm at odds, I'm like, okay, well, what judgment am I actually doing here? And for me, it's like with the tub popcorn, it's like, oh, that I was separate from my mom now that she's not in her body or that she's gone, or I must, uh, the warm fuzzy. I, for some reason, you know, oh, we must eat the whole tub of popcorn to have the warm fuzzy. No, you must eat the whole tub of popcorn if you want to feel nauseous. That's a different sensation (laughs) than warm fuzzy. Uh Uh-huh. And, and then you, you also talked about the, the hunger, the hunger pain that we often feel we have to fill. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. It's, it's, this hunger is an interesting thing because oftentimes when people first start into access um, or any modality, not just access, honestly, but anytime they're doing a modality, 
where they start to feel more space, more oneness, more communing with things, um, we step out of the, some of the solidity that we have in our lives because we've been taught in this reality to contract so we can focus, so we can know what's going on. But, you know, what if the opposite of, is true? What if we can be so much space we can see everything everywhere? You know, I liken it to do you want to be at the top of the mountain or the bottom of the mountain? The bottom of the mountain is focusing and contraction, whereas the top of the mountain is um, expansive space and being able to see everything. And so our bodies go along with this ride with us. And like I said, it's a symbiotic relationship. We couldn't exist in this reality without it. We couldn't, you know, it was going to be completely different <laughs> without our bodies. And um, just put it, put it mildly, right? And um, and so with this, the body's coming along with this ride of being more space and more expansive. Again, in this reality, we've been taught to be contracted and solidified. And so when we are becoming more expansive, it kind of sometimes can be an uncomfortable, unfamiliar place. And often we misidentify and misapply that as hunger or something akin to hunger. It's like, well, if I feed it, then it will fill up that space. And so oftentimes, again, like, when I'm wanting to eat a tub of popcorn and my body's like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm like, okay, what judgment is it here? Oh, I'm being space that somewhere this reality is trying to talk me into being solid again or contract. And so oftentimes when I'm hungry, I'll say, am I hungry? Or I'll say, body, do you require food or are we being space? And if I get, oh, we're being space, cool. Is there anything you require? You know, would you like something to drink or do you, do you actually require some food? So that's one of my favorite questions, body. Do you require food or are you being space? Cool. Cool. We have to go to, <clears throat> pardon me, break here right away. Um, but I have a, f- I have a couple more questions. Well, probably a million, but <laughs> for the show, I've got a couple more questions when we come back. So <clears throat> pardon me. We will be right back. Thank you. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Would you like to change the impossible in your life to possible? Book a one-to-one infinite possibility session with myself, Glenice Hughes, and I will invite you to access all your magic and possibilities beyond what you could have ever imagined possible. Is now the time to create a life beyond anything you've ever imagined? This session is available over the phone, in person, and using Skype. For more information on this session or any of the others that I offer, please go online to www dot g l e n y c e dot net are you curious about entities 
Have you always wondered if you have a special gift with entities? Join me, Glenice Hughes, in this phenomenal two-day class, Gifts, Talents, and Capacities with Entities. It will assist you in expanding and exponentializing your awareness and mastering your communication with entities. I will be taking this class around the world. I will be in Winnipeg, July 2013, Lloydminster, September 2013, Ireland, April 2014. And if you would like to host me in your city, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. For more information, go online at www.glenyce.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. So, welcome back, everybody. Oh my gosh, this show is just literally blowing reality beyond reality for me. So thank you so much, Danielle. <laughs> thank oh, you. Wow. Oh, hey. Um, so, so talking about, you know, having communion with your body and, and asking yeah. it what it would like to eat, um, clearing the judgments before you eat what it would like to eat. Um, yeah, that's been a fun experiment lately. I'm having so, fun with some people doing that, yeah. So you first you ask your body what it would like to eat, and then before you eat it, you just destroy and create all of the judgments that you have about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I was raised, you know, again, in the health industry, right, or whatever, whatever you want to call that industry I was raised in. <laughs> wow, I'm making it sound like a cult. But anyway, um, yeah, and so... When, you know, when I was first listening to my body, I'd be like, body, what would you like? And, you know, I remember one time I was running through a convenience store, and I literally mean running because I was on a road trip and I really needed to go to the bathroom. So I was running through the convenience store, and my body was like, whoa, I want some Doritos. And I'm like, no, Doritos are bad for you. They have all these saturated fats. They have this. They have that. The corn will spike my blood sugar, and, and, and then it's all the fake cheese, and blah, blah, and I'm just, I had all of this judgment, even though my body said, I would like Doritos. It gave me that. It, it gave me that pretty dang clear that it wanted some Doritos. I had all of these judgments against it, so if we look at that, if we have all these judgments against it, even if we're going, well, my body wants it, but <laughs> whatever, it's this horrible food what's it going to do to your body? Remember how I said at the beginning, judgment is one of the most harmful things to your body? Yeah. Yes. So it's like, okay, body wanted the Doritos. I went, okay. And then I had fun pod pocking all my points of view about what I knew the food would do. Because remember, I had all those health professionals in my back pocket. I knew what the food <laughs> was going to do. And so, yeah, so I, I would suggest, if you have a clear communication from your body what it wants and you're like, but wait, okay, pod pocket until you have no point of view about it. And then see how it tastes. 
Because I'm telling you, every time I eat what my body is actually asking for, it's so much more tasteful. And even the texture feels better. It's really, it's really, eating has become more of a fun experience instead of a requirement to survive. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I've I've been really working with the communion or not working with choosing the communion with my body and I just find it fascinating the same thing as you go to eat something that that your body has has asked for and it's just like this, you know, the most amazing whatever peanut butter and jam sandwich or whatever it may be that you've ever had and then 3 or 4 or 7 or 10 bites in, it's like cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you know it's time to change. Yeah. For me, every time the food, you know, because we always have those moments where the food gets cold. Or, sorry, the food tastes different. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, that's because it got cold. Or, or it, you know, I'm Odin or whatever you want to call it. The flavor changes and we start to make all these excuses. Um, but I found that's one of the times that your body is going, um, I'm done with this enough. So that yeah. in, 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 my, in my Right Body For You classes, we do this whole thing about conscious eating. It's, it's a lot of fun. We talk about building communion with your body or rebuilding it. Um, we actually do some activities with that and then conscious eating as well. So you know when your body may want to shift and change to something else on the plate. And what's interesting is you could always come back to that. It's like, oh, I'm done with this for this couple minutes, and then you have – you know, a little bit of bite of the meat and whatever. And, oh, you know what, I think I do want some more potatoes and back and forth. It's really, it's an interesting once you're in that communion with your body. And for everybody who thinks, wow, this is an exhausting thing to always be in communication with your body or that seems like a lot of work, um, really only at the beginning. And then it's not so much a work, it's just you're becoming acutely aware of it again. And then it becomes instantaneous, like lightning like the wind. So it's not like every 10 seconds you're like, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this. Oh, wait a minute, I didn't ask a question, so I did it wrong. No, you've just become the question with your body. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's it's so we're talking specifically about weight, but I've had it in every area of my life, whether it's a clothes I want to or if I if my body would like to fly first class and it's letting me know yeah. that and then I'm saying, Hey body, you want to fly fly first class, you bring the money and then it does. Yeah. And I mean there's so many aspects to it that it's just phenomenal once you're willing to to talk with it. And it it's I don't know, I, I don't know if it's you or Gary or somebody have heard say, you know, it's like that it's like that puppy dog. It just really wants to be your best friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, when I always do this uh, thing in my classes, it's like I'll have people, like, do we have time? Yeah, we can have people, you know, close their eyes. So if you're willing, you know, close your eyes. Unless you're driving, please. <laughs> close your eyes. Connect with your body. And how does your body feel about you? Would you be willing to receive that without any point of view, without any filters? Does your body hate you? Is your body grateful for you? Does your body want to kick you out? 
Or does your body just want you to listen to it? And whichever one you received on your own that I may not have mentioned, or whichever one made you feel light, and that could show up as a tingle, that could show up as a giggle, that could show up as happiness, that could show up as a number of ways. Whichever one of those things made you feel light is what's true for you. So truth, how does your body feel about you? Wow. Well, you made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not really. (laughs) No, like, and is is that you crying? Or is that your body crying with you from gratitude for yeah, you? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, wow. Wow. <sighs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and so it's like, and from this space, what if you could be in that space with your body all the time? Oh. And that's just the beginning of it. You know, I... I remember when I first really became aware that I had a body, which sounds funny that I was, you know, 30 years old or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a body. What? Yes, I just realized at 30-something that I had a body. (laughs) But it's really, we do this, you know. It's this piece of meat that we're stuck with or that we drag around or, you know, or we judge. Yeah. But what if it's so much more... And, and, you know, you mentioned the money thing. And in my classes, I do a whole segment on money in your body because, you know, we talked earlier about who eats, you or your body, who dresses, you or your body. Yeah. Who flies, who flies first class, you or your body, right? And yeah. so I asked my body, I'm like, body, do you want to be involved in the computation and the generation of money? And it's like, Heck yeah, because I like decadence. I like massages. I like first class. I like, and not only massages in general, I'm like massages at the nice spas, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so you want to contribute to the generation of money? Yeah. And my income doubled. Wow. Just from including my body. And again, that had nothing to do with the size or the shape. It had to do with no judgment of my body and the communication with it. Amazing. So, what if something else is completely, what else, what if there's something completely different possible with bodies? Yeah. Is there, is there a clearing that comes to mind, Danielle, that people could, could take with them um, if they have, um, if they're just starting out, commu- well, it doesn't matter what level they're at, but if in, in order to create that communion with their body, is there something that they could run on themselves Absolutely. One of my favorite processes, um, if I know, if I don't know what else to run, because with Access, you know, we have a bunch of different styles of processes. My favorite ones to run, no matter if I don't know anything else, are energy, space, and consciousness processes. So probably a great process I could give you guys would be what energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to be the space of communion we truly be. Mm. And anything that doesn't allow that with clarity and ease, destroy and uncreate it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, talk, talk, online, insurance, boys, and beyond. What energy, space, and consciousness 
can my body and I be to be the space of communion that we truly be? And anything that doesn't allow that with clarity and ease, might as well throw some ease in there. But if you want to destroy and uncreate that, please. Yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, popcorn, nice, worse, boys, and beyond. Yeah, and I mean, can you just feel this, even if you don't have a cognitive awareness, which I say good, of what all these words mean, the space, you know, how are your bodies feeling just running that process? What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the space of communion you truly be? Because you're already doing it. I mean, yeah, truth. Are you guys already communicating with your body? Is your body already communicating with you? Yeah. And what would it take to have more of that? With ease. More of that with ease. (laughs) Yeah. Because some people like to make this hard. So I'm like, okay, but what if it could be easy? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're, you're such a great inspiration for that, Danielle, because it, it really is. You don't make it significant. You don't make it big in the world in, in that sense. You just, you just be it, which then invites the rest of us to that space. And I mean, it's just so so amazing to to watch you in the world and to be a part of that i'm just so grateful oh well thank you it's fun and you know this is facilitating it's so funny that uh i everything i do because i work with access as well everything i do has to do with bodies which just cracks me up seeing how i used to completely so ignore my body and now it's like everything i do has to do with bodies and i love it and i'm having the funnest time of my life so far which is just amazing. And, you know, you talk about, you know, watching me walk through the world, which is so funny because you and I were talking on the break that I used to be horribly, horribly, horribly shy. I like flop sweats if anybody talked to me horribly shy. <laughs> and now I don't shut up. Yeah, I certainly have never seen that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that with great adoration. I mean, I, oh, I, yeah, I no. remember the the very first time I met you because I was at a facilitators in Costa Rica and you just started talking to me. And I mean, at the time I didn't know who you were until I looked at your <laughs> name tag and then I'm like, oh, it's Danielle. She's talking to me. <laughs> and that cracks me up. <laughs> oh, I don't, so funny. I don't think that. So when I get that reaction, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> How are well, you? We've got just a couple minutes before the end of the show. And I, I just, again, want to remind you guys, go check Danielle out on her webpage. It's Danielle.com, D-O-N-N-I-E-L-L-E. And then you can also find her on the accessconsciousness.com webpage under facilitators. And you'll see all of her phenomenal classes coming up. Uh, right oh. now, I think it's a lot going on in Europe, but um, check it out. She may be in, in your country, and if yeah. you're in Europe, go see her. And if you want to go to Europe from wherever you are, go see her. <laughs> oh, so you know, thank and you I'm so, so, so much. I'm so excited about this European tour. I'm hitting Italy and Ireland and France and London and, and now Amsterdam. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, to how does it get practice. any better than that? Yeah, it's fun. And and if people go to my website, bear with me. It's under construction because I used to have a radio show called Access the Magic, which is pretty dang funny. And I'm in the so I'm in the rebooting the website. So there's still a bunch of fun stuff on there. 
That's so great. Well, thanks again for coming on, Danielle. And uh, I look forward to having you on again. Absolutely. And thank you for the gift you're being to the world, Glenice. You're just amazing. I watch you walk through the world, too, and I'm like, wow, how does it get better than that? Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And next week, we're going to be talking to Jenneth Blockert. Talk to you then. again for joining us living in the magic of possibilities can be heard every thursday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel please join glenice hughes for another edition of our program next week mm-hmm.